This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 306 for the week of Wednesday, the 10th of January, 2018. I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Gamefly, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Sideshow Collectibles Thor Jane Foster Premium Format Statue and the Mezco 112 Collective Superman Action Figure. Hello, Mr. Scotty. Hello, Mr. Ben. How are we? I'm good, though I do believe I owe you some money. Yeah, but I owed you money, and then I waited <laughs> long enough to give it to you that now you owe me money. So, Hooray! Yeah, I Wait, no, it more often. no, mm, yeah. no, it doesn't yeah. benefit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it does, because you get some, you know, nice toys. I do. I do indeed, yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I am, and, and you're you're making, uh, making some bank. Well, yeah, I, so... For people not in the Southern Hemisphere, this uh, time of year is kind of the our like you know summer holiday break. So I haven't had like full on holidays from work, but the family um, is uh, kind of off doing things, etc. And so I've had a bit more time to myself, and I have this growing um, mass of storage containers in my garage, which are the things that are meant to be sold. So stacks of <laughs> stacks and stacks of loose figures from when I was just collecting action figures, um, stacks and stacks and stacks. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, other things as well that either I have doubles of, or I've decided I'm not collecting anymore, etc. Yeah. And so that the, the rate at which um, that pile of well, stack of boxes has grown um, has gone much faster than the rate at which I've worked through selling them. And so <laughs> I just got motivated that, right, seeing as I ended up with some kind of time actually to myself over this holiday, that even if I don't get it all sold now, I'm going to get it all photographed and ready to kind of meter out throughout the next couple of months um, on you know eBay and Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Because sometimes it's just the, like, oh, I could list some things now, but I've actually got to then go, go out and photograph them, and that's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you do you do that thing where you go, okay, here's all the stuff I'm going to get rid of, and then you start going through and go, oh, oh gosh, that was a great action figure. I yeah, haven't totally, seen that for totally. a while. Okay, look, I'm, I'm just going to put that one aside, and, and then I'm going to sell the rest. Oh, oh but it goes so well with such yeah, – yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. split them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think because, like, I sometimes think about, okay, like, um, it, you know, oh, I've got that, but – Oh, I should try and sell that complete, and the um, pieces for that are in my um, black hole box of accessories and extra parts. Um, I can't, I can't be bothered to go through that right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I should really, when I sell this, I should sell those together, so it's kind of you know a bit more organized. Right? So, but I have actually, like, I'm getting there. Oh, my, so DC Direct um, figure. Oh, that was the sound of you giving me money. <laughs> it was indeed. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, uh, we, we did exchange a few messages wow. earlier in the day, and I went, oh, I'll go and do that now. And you know how you walk down the end of the house to do something, and then you end up 
you know, I go, I'll just go down and sit at the computer and send Scott some money and you end up washing the car or something instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, so I, I'm nearly to the end of my DC Direct figures. Um, that would be the, the one, the collection that is pretty much gone. I think I've got the last of them, um, you know, kind of up now. Facebook um, groups, here in Australia at least, I can't comment on what it's like in other countries, um, are a great way to sell loose figures because it's the kind of stuff that you couldn't be bothered to, um, you know, kind of do from like do on, on eBay, like listing individual figures, etc. Yeah. But you, know, you can whack up a photo of them and say 15 bucks each or whatever, and then, then you just have to kind of be organized enough to actually keep track of all the things people ask for and not accidentally sell any of them twice. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and then be super apologetic if you do. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, so I'm nearly there. Uh, I kind of, my Marvel Legends, which, you know, I'm still actively collecting Marvel Legends, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Toy Biz uh, mm. pieces. And so I've been, you know, as figures get replaced, with Hasbro ones, I've been and and like I really you know I don't need billions of versions of characters and things. So yeah, yeah. you know that's there's always kind of seems to be a steady supply of um, you know those to sell off. Um, what I have not touched yet is I've got all of the um, Diamond Select Star Trek stuff, oh, all yes, of the yes. like all the and Art Asylum, all of the uh, Battlestar Galactica. Like the new version ones, that's oh, not as big cool, as the Star Trek cool. yeah. ones. Star Trek ones, huge. I mean, I loved those, but I just don't like. I really loved those um, Diamond Star Trek ones, but you know, I just, I just don't have room to display whatever anymore, and so they might as well go to someone who loves them. Mm, um, fair and then just Justice League Unlimited is probably another one that eventually I'll have to yeah kind of pick yep. up. I'm, I I haven't you know I still have got my the majority of my DC Universe classics. Um, you know, I like I. It's a hard thing to let go, <laughs> um, but I'll start whittling it down because you know it's a great like you know it's a great way of um, feeling like I can buy something that I want and not feel bad about spending the money because you know it's yeah whatever. Yeah. But but then you know what I've done this year a bit too is like you know some of it's actually gone towards just the kind of whole new having a horse thing and some of the extra expenses <laughs> there and it feels good to be able to contribute to that and not have to kind of like you know go into debt or yes whatever. and i yeah, actually really yeah. enjoy like our you know australia is a small country you know and our, and our, our um population wise and our collector community is small and so um we've got some really really nice um communities mm, um yep, on facebook yep. here in australia and you meet some really really great people um, and they tend to kind of uh, those groups. They tend to kind of self monitor, like you know, if, because if people do something dodgy, then it's made clear, and you yes. know, they're they're well. The groups are well managed, etc. So you can be relatively, you know, confident that people aren't going to screw you around and yeah. Sort of things, yeah. So. I mean, the good thing is too that you know, a lot of the sort of stuff that you're selling, particularly you know, early DC direct. Um, some of those kind of odd characters, you know, the, the Jimmy Olsen type characters who have never been subsequently done um, in any other line. You've got pretty much like a, a whole new generation of collectors. You've got guys who are Absolutely. buying stuff who've only been in the game for two or three years and you're going to go, oh, gosh, they're babies. And then you've got kind of the DC Universe classics, which obviously aren't as old, but 
they were actually really hard to come by in Australia. So these groups are filled with, um, you know, collectors who are, who, you know, who are champing at the bit to get hold of this stuff. Exactly. And it actually makes me feel good, particularly because, you know, my, um, you know, the majority of that stuff has been in storage for years and years. Mm, mm. Um, and to actually kind of, it, it's actually really enjoyable going through it, getting to enjoy them again. And I mean, you know, like, I don't need to, I'm not like, you know, trying to, um, you know, selling it just to desperately try and make money. So there's nothing that I would look at and go, oh gosh, I really want to keep that that I'm selling, you know, like, um, but then to think, well, you know, someone else can enjoy this now. And yep. for people to get so excited about it um, and go, oh my gosh, like, you know, one of the, I listed some DC direct stuff today and there was one booster gold figure in there and, like someone got it and then someone else came and they're like, oh, no, I've been looking for that forever. <laughs> and you're like, wow. That, yeah, I mean, that's great. It's it's yeah. cool to um, – It is. Yeah, and just to kind of actually yeah. get, get to, I guess, kind of, you know, mentor some younger collectors. Yep, yep. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Like I had this conversation – I actually had this conversation with this guy the other day who has bought a lot of figures to me. And I was like, hey, look, you know, I hope you don't um, – not trying to be, you know, like your dad or anything, but <laughs> like, like you know, this this hobby because I know you're relatively new at it. It can really be a money pit, and just you know, I, I just make sure you're not kind of overextending yourself because it'll all be around. You'll be, if it's really you really want it and you've got the money someday, you'll be able to get it. So, and he was like, "Oh no, thanks. I really appreciate that. I have spent a lot of money at the moment, but I can afford it." And but I'm keeping an eye on it. And I'm like, "Okay, mm. just, you know, mm. as long as you're looking after yourself." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, and I buy all these figures, and then one day I'll just sell the collection and, and retire, you know, on all that filthy lucre that I made. Well, because I mean, one thing that I have seen a couple of times on these Facebook groups is people kind of come in, buy absolutely everything, and then turn around within you know a very short period of time and desperately selling all of it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh dear, okay, so mm. <laughs> you know, like it's a, it'll all be there, and it'll it'll all. If there's something that you really, you know, really want, then someday yep. if you have the money, you can get it. You know, like you don't, yep. you don't have to yep. overextend. Yeah, That's absolutely. God's action figure advice for the day, which is start a new podcast <laughs> called Action Collecting Advice. <laughs> what are your top 100 tips? <laughs> yeah, get a post office box so that your wife can't see all the things you're bringing into the house. No, um, the uh, yeah, so that, that is a topic for a discussion one day, though, I think. I, I see a lot of people posting messages about, you know, I managed to sneak this past the missus. And, you know, I, I find that sort of all a bit sad, really. I think, you know, there's room, um, to, you know, to have collections. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's it's one that I I've thought it, about a lot. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, I know I made a joke about that, but I think that um, – if you, I know, like with my um, extremely patient, wonderful wife, that like she's not a collector. Yep. She like her um, her kind of brain does not work that way, and so it took a really long time for her to get her head around. Like, oh, well, are, do you need another one of these. Like, oh, did you buy an action figure already? Why would you need two? You know, like, and the um, and so now some of it, I think she just kind of blocks out you know? yeah like but you know um but she you know it is i think something that you know it can be definitely create tension not just kind of you know financially but space you know da -da -da. yeah absolutely you know, 
in relationships and you know, if people don't um you know kind of get it um you know this has been i have to say one of the huge benefits of the whole horse thing um mm-hmm. is that that hobby uh, caused way more than my hobby <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, but, but it is like, I think, you know, it is a, a topic for discussion for sure. So, so what have you been up to and, or do you have any sage advice for, uh, young collectors out Uh, there yourself? Gosh, I'm, I've actually been the opposite of yourself. Uh, I have been a bit lax in doing my tax returns. Uh, uh, and it's one of those situations where my wife and I can never, we, we have an accountant who does our tax together. Um, and we have certain deductibles yeah. that they just split 50, 50 and things like that. So we always go together and, you know, have a double appointment and whatnot and finding the time, um, the last sort of year or two, you know, especially with three young kids, uh, has been really hard because she works on the other side of the city <laughs> from me. So, you know, we just can't seem to get away. And then for, I think, for about sort of six weeks, our accountant does these evening appointments and somehow it, it just, it sped by and we went, oh, we should ring up. And then they had about like a week left and they went, no, not a chance. And we went, oh. So we finally organised the time like on a Friday afternoon and we went and did two years of tax returns um, and I made out like a bandit. So. So I went and did the opposite, uh, and I, I I caught up on my Star Wars black. So. Oh, nice! Uh, yes, yeah, I've I've, uh, I've been putting off picking up some of the exclusives, like the Amazon and GameStop exclusives, and um, you know I'm fairly lazy <laughs> in the scheme of things, and so I, I really didn't want to sort of get one figure from there, one figure from there. So I actually spent about two days kind of hunting around a few e-tailers and, of course, Amazon before I sort of found the best grouping and the best sort of bang for my buck and, uh, yeah, picked up a, a few extras. But um, I think it's also the stuff that Eddie's been picking up, so we'll probably coordinate some reviews there. So, so yes, I've been I've been expending rather than uh, the other <laughs> way around. Expending. <laughs> but um, yeah, one, one piece of advice, I, I, I mean, it's not an easy piece of advice because, um, you know, not everybody has, you know, some people, you know, they, they don't have huge incomes and so they have to be careful in the way they spend. But one of the things I said to, to one particular guy who was contacting me quite a bit through Facebook and I said, look, if you can, try and, and put aside like even $100 that you forget about that's just sitting there so that when someone like Scotty puts their collection up, mm. you don't have to sit there and go, oh, I really want that figure, but I don't get paid till Friday. And so maybe I could contact him and he could hold it for me. You've got the money ready to go. And, you know, you don't have to keep spending it every few days, but just every now and then see if you can just have that, that you know, that little stash of money put aside so that when Scotty puts up his figures for $15 each and you see three or four that, you know, you absolutely, you know, have been hunting for, you can just immediately PM him and, and take care of it. Yeah. And uh, well, that's, this, that's particular, also- Sorry, just, this particular guy picked up three um, Marvel Legends Sentinels that way. Oh, nice. So because when people yeah. put them up for sale, they're usually not that cheap. But yeah. he had actually put away a couple of hundred dollars specifically so that when the minute someone put up a Sentinel for sale, he jumped in and said, yep, sold. Yep. 
Well, I suppose a kind of, you know, sideline to that as well is that if you can't afford to do that, then you probably actually can't afford to be collecting. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so it's a, you know, it, you could do that yet, yet for a rainy day when something comes up, but also as a way of kind of disciplining yourself to, okay, well, this is the, you know, amount of money that I've got to do this, you know, this month, et cetera. Yep. Um, yep. That's something that um, we're doing because, you know, my dad is an accountant and he, well, yeah, I guess he still is. He's, you know, kind of mo- mostly retired at 84, <laughs> but he still has a few, in his wor- words, elderly clients that rely on him <laughs> for their tax. So, um, But for whatever reason, he n- never really spent time kind of helping us learn how to manage money. Like, I was really not good at it I, at all. And um, thankfully, I married a very... Um, well, I mean, you know, it's no secret that my wife had to marry me and raise me. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do with our kids is, you know, like try and get the bank account, get the idea of savings, get the idea of, um, you know, cause that there's only a certain amount of money in the bucket and that when it's gone, you might have yeah. to wait. And my eldest has really got that cause she's got a part-time job and, you know, works at Mecca's. Um, which here in Australia like pays quite good for you know part time kids work and yeah. so she she's often got kind of more money in her spending account at the end of the month than I do in my- <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, you know but this is the year when I need to kind of tackle that with my youngest because you know we we bought a horse this time last year um, we had a lot of help um, with. Uh, kind of what to do, but neither of us kind of come from that world. And so yeah, we've yeah. had, there's a lot of stuff that you've got to, um, that you have to have. And so we've had to kind of spend and we've tried to do it sensibly, but we definitely spent more in setup than what we can and you know, really can afford to do on an ongoing basis. And so yeah. this year we're saying, okay, because it's not just the gear, then it's like all the competitions and the lessons and everything. Yes. And so this year we're trying to kind of, pin it down to say, right, this is the schedule of things that we are committing to doing, like competitions. And then beyond that, there's like this amount that you can choose to do what you want with for those because some stuff kind of comes up, you know, and but then you've got to decide how you're going to spend that because when it's gone, it's gone and there's no more. Um, And same with gear and stuff as well. And um, because, you know, it's a, you got to learn. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're starting to do that with our girls, like my tadpoles. My oldest one's nine, uh, and she unfortunately sees me on a regular basis. Like I, I get into this habit of just anything I can charge on my credit card. Um, I've, I've got a pretty good, oh, whatever you call it, like a rewards type points thing, and thing. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as the points accumulate um, for the year, at, at the end of the year, come Christmas, we we cash in all our points for gift vouchers, like gift cards. And so, you know, parents and all that sort of thing, you know, they get all, all get gift cards and, and they're all really excited to go off and, you know, I don't know, buy doilies or whatever they do. But, um, <laughs> oh, you know. What, what is the doily market like in Australia? These oh, days? I have really no idea anymore. Yeah. I, I yeah. grew up with doilies. But um, uh, but so my, my oldest, who's nine, constantly sees me um, buy groceries and I just swipe my card, swipe my card. And what we do is we swipe our card and then – when we get paid each fortnight, we shift the money over from our account yeah, yeah. onto the credit card. Yeah. And and so it's, it's actually the only time I tend to have cash uh, in, in my wallet is, is so I can buy coffee each day kind of thing. Um, and so uh, we actually bought some groceries yesterday and she said to me, um, does your credit card ever run out? 
And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, oh, can you, can you just keep buying things with it forever? So we had this like 15 minute conversation in the car about how the credit system works and yeah. how you have to be careful and how, you know, any money you put on there, you have to pay back. And, and it was really quite fascinating, sort of this look on her face of like, you could see her dreams wow. slowly eroding. You know, she, <laughs> she envisioned this world where she would get this magical card when she comes of age and she just goes and, and buys anything she wants. So. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, an interesting one. So, yeah, I, I see a couple of discussion topics in our future. I think so. I think so. We need to um, uh, get ourselves. Speaking of getting organised, we need to get ourselves a bit more organised to kind of plan um, those because we, I think we kind of we did it really well at the beginning, and then we probably ran out of puff a bit just for you know topics, and also you know when we are all buying stuff, we all want to review stuff, etc. But yeah. you know, we definitely can can do that for sure. Yeah, and some um, of them have been oh, what somewhere in the vicinity of six years now. We could probably revisit some of those early them, ones. To yeah, see for sure. For sure. changed our attitudes. Yeah, you mentioned um, you know Amazon before, and you know, in theory we have Amazon in Australia now, but I haven't kind of seen much joy in the toy space with Amazon.com.au. Um, so I don't know if. I don't know if it's really up and running yet or not, but mm-hmm. I'm waiting to be excited about it. Yeah, as am I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very it, underwhelming. Yeah, it's kind of – I mean, I, I I certainly think it will get there because they're spending a lot of money on um, space and people to yes. get, you know, like Prime properly up and running here in Australia. Um, and in fact, like if you go to Amazon.com today, you now it says Amazon Prime is coming to Australia. Da, 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 but I'm just going to be very interested to see, you know, whether or not the the, the kind of toy stuff um, mm. can actually happen for us or not, because it, it's not going to change the distribution of this stuff, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it may, we may, I'm sure that in our daily lives that we will see benefits for other things that, you know, people like in the US, et cetera, um, buy on Amazon that we wouldn't think of like toilet paper, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. <laughs> mm. Watch this space. Maybe that'll Stay be tuned. a special topic sometime <laughs> in the future. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, instead of talking about things we are going to buy, we're going to talk about things that we have bought. So we're going to come back after this break with our first toy of the week. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, Ben and I are both fans of Sideshow Premium Formats, and we have been super coordinated this year in buying completely different pieces <laughs> um, so that we can review really wild, widely um, in this space. And tonight, Ben has an example of just that. So over to you, Ben. 
Well, thank you, sir. And uh, if you've been listening to the podcast on a regular basis, then uh, a handful of episodes ago, you would have heard Eddie and I uh, glowing about the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Thor box set uh, from Hasbro in their Marvel Legends line, and we raved about uh, all the figures in there. Uh, We also uh, raved uh, extensively about Jason Aaron's run on Thor and how much we've been enjoying it, uh, even with... uh, with Thor being sort of booted from uh, the main role and it being picked up by Jane Foster, it's still been a highly enjoyable. So uh, no surprise there that what's happening in mainstream comics slash media gets uh, the attention from companies like Sideshow and they solicited their Thor Jane Foster statue. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, if you are not up to date and haven't read comics for the last five years, uh, but poor old Thor went through a bit of a, a <laughs> bit of a bad phase. Moderately <laughs> old spoilers, we'll call it. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's right. But, um, yeah, look, something happened. Uh, he was suddenly deemed unworthy because of some information that came to light and he could no longer lift Mjolnir. Um, so he went off and sulked uh, and somebody came along and picked the hammer up uh, and it happened to be a female. Uh, we were teased here and there about who it might be and after some time it was ultimately revealed to be his old love jane foster so uh jane foster who is a mortal transforms into thor uh she's not referred to as she thor she's actually thor and so to differentiate they refer to her as jane foster thor so uh this statue came along and i was quite surprised uh i wasn't actually expecting this one to come out, but uh, the minute I saw it, I fell in love with it. Uh, This is an extremely accurate piece. Uh, Russell Dorterman is the artist on Thor and has been for quite some time. And so this uh, leaps off the pages uh, following his designs and uh, they've done an amazing job in following the, the, the actual design. Like it's really spot on. I'd say, you know, if he wasn't the art director, I'd be surprised. So, um, really, really nice. So anyway, look, she's here. She's one quarter scale, just like the premium format line. Because of the the low lying base, she's actually quite small. She's only a fraction over twenty inches tall, which is not bad for um, huh. compared to some of the space hogs that we've had. So, um, so fifty two centimeters at the tallest. Now, I think when she's holding the axe, it's about the same height. So. Uh, I don't know whether that's to the top of the the helmet or to the top of the axe, but they're pretty close. Now, this came out in 2017. I picked it up in 2017, and this was one of the first statues to sort of hit that $500 mark for a basic statue. Uh, And I think that's obviously going to be the the low end of things as they go on. Uh, In terms of packaging, not much to talk about. This is the usual sort of thing you'd expect from SciShow. We actually get a nice art box that features some art of the character. Nothing exceptional, I think. I don't know. Uh, After we had the Spider-Man and Green Goblin art boxes that featured images from the comics, uh, I've been a bit spoiled Mm -hmm. by that. And so I found most of them to be a bit, eh, you know. Uh, So anyway, look, we get the art box. (laughs) We get the the brown shipper box. And we get a split styrofoam tray. So it's, it's all the usual sort of sideshow stuff that you would expect. It's, uh, you know, look, it's collector friendly. Um, Anyway, the... The, the sculptors, as soon as I saw it and and took it out of the box, I just I thought, wow, like it's just, it, it's gorgeous to look at. Uh, and then it occurred to me, I have absolutely no idea who sculpted it. 
So uh, I thought I'd dash off and have a look. And hey, surprise, surprise, it's actually sculpted by Martin Canal. Now, mm. uh, Martin, yes, Martin is right up there with uh, Mark Newman as far as I'm concerned uh, in this space. Um, Martin has done many of my absolute favourites. He did the original Thor, sta- uh, sorry, the original, yes, the original Thor, the original Captain America, uh, and he's done things like Lobo, Apocalypse, and, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, and I think he might have even done the uh, sideshow premium format Joker as well. So okay. he's uh, yeah. So so no real surprise there um, that it's as exquisite as it is. Um, as I mentioned before, the base is actually quite low, and, and this is um, this is quite pleasant. Uh, I think I'm getting um, used to some of these gigantic bases that are coming out, and this one's not only low in terms of her, I guess her her. her sort of standing foot is actually not far off the actual ground. You're probably only talking about an inch of depth between like sort of the the shelf or the table and her foot. So they've gone with something fairly simple. looks like the top of a a rocky outcrop poking through some clouds. Uh, Interestingly, there's a few pieces to this base. You actually assemble the cloud pieces onto that base by uh, some some, um, pegs that go into the side. That all goes together fairly seamlessly. Uh, And then obviously you take out the main uh, the main statue. Now, not a lot of separate pieces. The only things that are separate here are the head and the left arm. Everything else is together. Um, but because of the mixed media, there's actually a few bits and pieces that require assembly. So, um, you know, this I think is is heavily inspired by that kind of um, you know that Viking feel. Um, we've got sort of combinations of obviously plate um, armor as well as well not plate but as in metal armor, um, but lots of leather. Um, belts and and all that sort of stuff so um, it's got that you know that classic warrior feel to it in terms of the design there's plenty of sort of leather wraps around the the shins and things like that Uh, as you take the piece out it 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 just the, the the detail is just exquisite like the armor the lines in the armor and even the one thing I really noticed is on um, the left thigh, so this follows that standard uh, trope that we always joke about with Sideshow where standing upright with one yeah, one knee raised. I was going to say, I'm, I'm really impressed by the innovative <laughs> pose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of almost become a, a running joke, but this one actually feels... Um, Yes. Like this one's got a real aesthetic to it. It actually it feels like uh, it feels right. Like she is actually standing atop, you know, a mountain or something like that. It's got a, a real presence to it that I really like. But the sort of the, the chainmail mesh that forms her pants has actually got sort of drapery wrinkles in it. Like it's actually really wow. clever in the way they've done it. And there's there's so much detail in sort of the boots that you've got those kind of um, that that classic. Um, Scandinavian scroll work uh, in it, and that's present not just in sort of the the boots, but um, the oh, the armor piece around her neck. I can't remember what they actually call that, but even the helmet's got a lot of sort of scroll work and stuff in it. It really is um, amazing in terms of the levels of detail. So anyway, once you've got her standing upon the base, and hey, I, I'm on a run here. She actually slotted into the base without any problems whatsoever. Uh, yes, I'm as surprised as you are. Wow. Um, yeah, she's she's there. She's done. One thing I noticed, which is actually really really cool, is uh, Mjolnir has the engraving on it. However, that famous phrase of you know uh, the person that's holding the the hammer, um, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor, actually says if she be worthy. So oh. I thought that I thought that was pretty nifty. 
uh, in the way they've done that. And that is actually out of the comic. That's not uh, something they've done okay. just for the statue. So that's very cool. That is so, cool. um, it is, yeah. So the next thing is you actually have to assemble her kind of girdle. Uh, she's got like a large belt slash girdle that's got bits and pieces hanging off it. It's not just the the leather belt with some straps hanging off. There's actually um, a bit of a, oh, I don't know what you call that, that red and gold bit sort of hanging down from her waist. Um, but anyway, that's a, a separate piece. Yeah. Uh, it's a little I mean- bit... It, well, while you're talking about that, one thing that I do find with this uh, costume, and I'm looking, I've got the um, Bishojo version. Yes. I'm looking at that, and then also at the Marvel Legends, like the standard release one, is that there seems to be different interpretations of the bits that kind of are hanging around there. And yeah. some of it seems a little bit unwieldy. It's like, you know, would that <laughs> actually be practical? I feel like you, there's a lot of things that. there for a bad guy to grab onto when you're fighting. Yeah, <laughs> like that's <it>. right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, but uh, look, so that, that assembles and it clips up at the back. There's a little bit of sort of rearranging to do. Uh, and then the next thing is you have to attach the cape. Now, this is a fabric cape as opposed to uh, a solid sort of um, polystone cape, uh, which has a wire in it. So you can actually, um, you know, muck around and shape it and that sort of thing. Uh, and it's one of those ones that ha- on the corners um, of the cape that sort of sit on her shoulders. It comes with two separate uh, pins, I guess, which are which are very obvious. They're discs um, with nice sort of engraving on it, and you've got to push those through little holes, and then you push them into some holes in her shoulders to hold it in. But it's it's kind of that sort of thing that you you know you you push it through the cape, then you push it into the holes in her shoulders, and then the cape kind of lifts it out a little bit, and then you push it back in, and then the, the cape lifts it out a bit. Um, and I, I did notice that it finally kind of settled over a bit, but I think having the pin and then a magnet in the bottom would actually be just so much better for clicking that into place and holding it. So, but I mean, every now and then I check on mine and it actually looks fine. So I'm probably complaining okay. about nothing, but I just, yeah, I think maybe there's something a, a little better they could do there. So anyway, you get her cape on, then you take the head and you pop that on. Now, uh, I was going to talk about it as part of the uh, the extras, but um, this is the exclusive version, and so she gets a swap out left arm. The regular arm is just her left arm hanging by her side with a, a fist. Uh, the swap out is actually her holding Yarnborn, who is uh, Thor's uh, famous axe, which is the axe that he used for a long time before he had Mjolnir. So if you are following the comics, um, Thor, who is not Thor, his Odin son is getting around in the Marvel Universe with his axe rather than, uh, obviously, the hammer. So uh, I'm trying to think of a time where she sort of had yarn born for any sort of significant time. I can't think of one. I just think it was a, a fun extra that they decided to do because they just couldn't really think of anything else. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get around without her helmet on, so it's not the sort of thing that, you know, when she lands in Asgard to have a bit of a chat, she takes her helmet off and, you know, reveals who she is. So there was no swap-out portrait option there. So, look, as I said, I, I just I, I can't fault the sculpt at all. Everything about this is just so nice to look at. It's all just so detailed. The lines are perfectly done. It, it really is. Martin, you know, he's he's one of the best of the best. Um, I just can't fault it at all. Even Yarnborn, uh, it's almost a shame to sort of put that back in the box and display the regular arm because there's just this beautiful yeah. sort of gold gilded sort of scroll work on the the top part of the axe it, it really is quite nice but um anyway moving on to paintwork and again uh gosh there's just just you know i, I just don't, 
I don't have any faults with it. Uh, I think Sideshow had a bit of a bad run in 2017, even some of 2016 with some of their pieces, some of the, the lines, you know, bleeding into things. Uh, and I think they really have upped their game uh, looking at, you know, Lex Luthor, Bane and uh, and this piece. You know, I, I've really been impressed at how they've uh, stepped up and, and dealt with some of that sloppy paintwork that we've seen in the past. Uh, but this statue, I think, really takes it to another level. There's a lot of really fine detail. As I mentioned, that that gold sort of scroll work on the axe, that sort of thing is actually present um, on sort of the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the fins on her helmet, the wings on her helmet. There's a lot of sort of scroll work, and that's nicely painted. Uh, there's a sort of a, a little cross on her chest between... Um, you know the, the the boob plates of her armor that's nicely done even the leather wraps on her shins actually have some nice weathering on them just to sort of separate those browns out which actually contrasts really nice with the different grays of the armor so um you know it's really quite impressive i think uh it it actually you know you spend so much time looking at the color of the armor that you actually don't notice the blonde hair um and that's actually quite nice but the thing that really stands out for me in this piece, and I actually added a link to the script, is the way Russell draws the comic with with the Jane Foster Thor is whenever you're looking through the eye slits of her helmet, he draws her eyes black. So you don't sort of look through and see some basic blue eyes or, you know, whatever. When she's Thor, you, you have this kind of darkness around the eyes and then her her eyes are essentially a glossy black. And, and he pulls it off in a really clever way in how he does it. I'm really quite impressed at that particular design element. And that's actually been captured perfectly. Um, when you look closely at the helmet, you do actually see that kind of smokiness uh, through the helmet around the skin of her eyes. And then her eyes are painted gloss black. Um, oh. there's, a, there's a little bit of a dull dot like with the white uh, contrasting it. Uh, and they've just done a fantastic job. They, they've captured it exactly like it is uh, in, in the comic. It's really impressive. Um, she's obviously out for a night on the town because she's got the, the bright red lippy on. Um, I think that's probably a little bit on the uh, the, the bright red glossy side. I, I don't imagine a warrior like her has time to sort of uh, put the lipstick on, but um, that's obviously a design choice. I don't think it takes away. I mean, she's quite glamorous. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, in terms of being a powerful character, she looks great. So I don't find that detracts at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was putting this review together, I, I whenever I write up, I, I tend to write quite extensive notes in a script sort of to, to give myself reminders of what I'm going to talk about. And generally, as I'm doing that, I, I also write little notes about things that annoy me. Uh, and, and that sort of contributes a little bit towards um, what I end up you know, taking off for, for dolly points when I give the mm-hmm. rating. Mm-hmm. And as I was putting this together, I was thinking, well, uh, you know, I have no problems with the box. I mean, yeah, look, it's a sideshow box. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's actually quite small, which is nice. So it didn't cost a fortune to ship. Um, I was thinking about the base. It all went together quite nice. I think the base is simple um, and elegant. And then, of course, the statue itself is just exquisite. Uh, I did... F- fight a little bit with the cape to to sort of get a, a nice kind of down, dynamic feel. I th- as I mentioned, I think she just looks so powerful and, and, and graceful. I wanted to sort of get that cape, you know, as if she's standing on a mountaintop and some wind is blowing and so yeah. I was kind of swearing you and know, squeezing it. One of the things, because I've still got my um, replacement Huntress cape sitting here that I haven't um, swapped over yet, 
And one of the things I think about the ones that we see as the kind of, you know, example model is that they've probably never been folded, you know, flat to be sent. <laughs> so yes. It's just, you know, it is, a, it is, I mean, I really love the soft goods. I, I think um, that, you know, they, that they make a huge um, difference to the piece, but it is really hard to recapture that I don't think I'm very good at it at all. No, and and I uh, I'm free to admit that I'm not a particularly good poser. Uh, most of my action figures kind of stand in that. You're a huge poser, but anyway. You're... Oh, <laughs> you am. Of I am. Tw- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. Sorry. So, Had to so go you know. I, I sit there squeezing the cape trying to get something, uh, you know, impressive out of it. But, look, you know, we've seen issues with some statues having leaning problems because of the weight uh, of the capes. I think the Superman premium format is notorious for it. So I, I'm all for this. Uh, I do like the uh, the mixed media. And, uh, you know, eventually I got the cape looking half decent. And so, you know, wrapping up, I, you know, I feel like when – we review these high-end pieces, you know, we're often, uh, you know, a bit blinded perhaps by, you know, the, the, the sheer size and presence and maybe the cost um, that we paid. And, of course, when you're paying that kind of money, you, you know, you don't want to be disappointed, so you can overlook some things. But uh, in this particular case, you know, she just came together beautifully. Um, I, I really have no problems whatsoever. So she has to go for 10 out of 10 dollies. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I think it's really um, encouraging to see the last uh, kind of year or so of um, the Sideshow. Uh, I think particularly in the Marvel premium formats, there was a point where um, you think about like, you know, Spider-Woman and, you know, that's the thing where, it, I mean, they were lovely sculpts and that sort of thing, but really for the price – um, yep. you know, there, there was no mixed media to, to speak of. Um, and, uh, it, it, you kind of really start to question like, well, what is this? Is this, you know, what's the whole idea of the premium format figure, etc. Um, yeah. and, uh, I think that they seem to have, um, kind of reinvigorated that, which, you know, is appropriate. And, but, you know, there's, there's times where I think, that um, some of the stuff they've done a really good job with of making it look mixed media, but it's still sculpted. That's cool, man. Yes. Like you know, it's it's yeah. it, it's great. Um, but it's more when you think about like what I'm paying for this, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. as opposed to what it is. Um, there was just a point there with the Marvel pieces where I felt like they were starting to look a little bit phoned in. Some of the X Men, you know, yep. stuff, etc. And they seem to have kind of re vitalize themselves um yeah you know yeah. in that space and that's a good thing absolutely and if they can keep up this level of quality uh i mean you know it's, it's easy when you've got a, a statue that's covered in a mixed media sort of bodysuit um you know like you know batman or, or superman because that that detail is significantly reduced but when you can't get away with it with a piece like this to to step up and produce this like the the level of detail in in this armor is it's just gorgeous to look at. It really yeah. is uh, an achievement, and I think um, it's the reason why sideshow are where they are. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. Um, it's always a pleasure to hear you review anything about particularly these um, sideshow pieces. And we will take a short 
break and come back with more toys. Huzzah! Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Well, I have been living vicariously through Scotty as he, uh, you know, really gets stuck into the Mezco 112 collective line, and he has a big name for this one. Take it away, Mr. Scotty. I do. So I'm on the DC side of the Mezco 112 collective, and who's the biggest character that hasn't come out yet but now has? It's Superman. Yay! <laughs> so not your not your movie Superman, which they've they've done, but this is your actual comic Superman, right? So when for myself as a universe builder, um, it, with lines particularly on the DC side, you know, obviously the the characters that need to work well in order for the line to work are your your Trinity characters: Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, um, Wonder Woman often, you know, is the last one to come out because they take longer to get female bucks right, etc. And then she's just a hard figure to do because she doesn't have a lot of gear and blah, blah, mm-hmm. Um It's interesting because even though we've had a couple of Batman figures, you know, both kind of comic and movie um, in this line, I don't really feel like they've done the Batman figure. You know, like it's a, yeah. they, they've done – um, the kind of Frank Miller Dark Knight. They've done, um, yeah, a couple couple different color you know versions of that. They've done some movie ones, and then there's a you know another kind of set of color variations of a comic one coming out that, to me, you know, is not a really classic Batman. Um, so I'm looking forward to you know to that. Um, but the Superman um, comic version, you know, is this is a proper um, you know classic. Red undies. Um, <laughs> That's um, where I was going. Red undies. <laughs> yeah, red undies. Yay. So, you know, just like your grandpa wore. Um, the, uh, so, just to kind of back up to the beginning, um, this is, uh, and it's interesting because I, you know, I sold some of my Marvel ones um, a while ago, and even though it's like 112, whatever, and people are like, oh, oh, wait, what size are these? You're like, okay. <laughs> so, they're, because you know, I think that, you know, people just look at, uh, clothed articulated figures and think hot toys and think one yep. six scale. Um, and you know, the one twelve, you know, it could be read um in two ways, couldn't it? It could be read as one twelve scale or it could be read like, you know, twelve inch figures, whatever. So yeah. these are, you know, basically six inch scale figures and they're um clothed uh well, clothed, hello. They've got <laughs> um, you know, cloth costumes and, you know, highly articulated, etc. So if you've been under a rock and you don't know what these are um, these are they, and this uh, guy was solicited quite some time ago. After the initial few figures, um, Mezco quite a while ago did a huge reveal at some convention of lots of characters, and it's taken them quite some time for them to slowly come out. Um, so I had this guy on pre-order forever, um, and uh, for some reason, I don't know if it was just like around Christmas, etc. I did not even realize that he had come into my big bad toy store pile of loot. Oh, um, cool. And so I know. So I went to 
kind of look at it and then I was like, oh my gosh, I've got Superman's in here. Because I had a couple of things. Um, I had the Arsenal figure as well, which, um, you know, uh, I haven't even opened yet. Um, that's been sitting there. Um, but Superman obviously needed a review on the show. Um, so the packaging after the initial kind of chain running change from a uh, plastic sleeve that had stuff printed on it to just um, a, a cardboard sleeve. Um, the packaging with this stuff is, you know, stayed fairly consistent. There is a character logo on the front. The back has got a few different shots of the pieces and accessories, etc. Which, um, as someone who isn't super bright when it comes to posing things and putting things together, I really do appreciate being able to look at a, you know, here's one I prepared earlier, and this is how you could pose this figure um, thing. So thank you very much, Mezco, for that. Then you open it up, and inside you have got a window box that has got the visibility of the first of two trays with the figure and the main accessories um, in it together. Um, so it's very collector friendly, really easy. If you want to have a look, but then still store them in the box, um, you know, they kind of stack like uh, appended like books really nicely, um, as display. And I'm enjoying, you know, having my, I haven't actually got a kind of display space for these guys organized yet. So my DC ones, which are the ones that I've decided to hold on to and keep collecting after I went nuts at the beginning, um, are you know, all kind of stacked nicely, waiting for Aquaman to join them. Hint, hint. <laughs> Mezco, hello, hello. And then you open it up, and in the first tray, um, we have the figure himself, uh, the base, which has got a Superman shield on it, and then a range of hands and accessories that I'll, I'll talk through in the accessories section. And then underneath, we have the obligatory second tray that at the moment I don't even uh, <coughs> bother opening um <laughs> that um is uh got a um the display not not the stand but like the little sorry, hello not the base but like the stands so if you want a flight no, yeah. stand um and a couple of the pieces and then also the like i really don't know what it is um obligatory plastic bag um, that comes with each uh, one. Yeah, I, I suppose it's like I suppose if it, it's like if you were not going to keep the packaging, it's a place to keep all the bits, right? I yeah, don't know. yeah. Um, which is kind throw, of throw the packaging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which it, it's kind of lovely. Um, but uh, the um, <laughs> if if they spend any budget on that as opposed to bits and pieces, I'd rather have the bits and pieces. <laughs> yes, I, um, I can find my own bag. Thank you. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. I just Every time I get one, I check it on. Yep, they still are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some – someone someone needs to write in to explain to me why this is there and why it's essential and how they're actually collector's items And because I don't – you know, I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> but, you know, all good. Um, the I, I haven't ventured um, – into that. So let's talk about the figure himself. So there are a few different, I, I don't think that there are actually bucks um, with Mezco from what I understand. I think that they, the pieces are mostly individually sculpted. Um, obviously Superman um, is a stronger, more muscly character um, than the other two. And uh, sorry, the other two, hello, than, than some of the others. And so from what I can tell um, the, the, his, 
upper chest piece is quite big. Um, so it's got the, you know, kind of massive chest muscles, etc. Um, it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> okay. And um, the I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that in just a tick. Um, and then these these are highly articulated. I'm sure that there's somewhere, someone on the web, one of those crazy people who takes these apart and shows you basically what they look like naked. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the... Uh, so, so part of um, what I really like about these is obviously you've kind of got that balance of a manageable scale, um, easy to uh, display, and um, like in terms of space. But then you've got you know the lovely detail with the um, the costume um, and the articulation. One of the things that obviously with Superman being mostly blue um, is that it's going to show off any kind of real uh, with actually being fabric, it's going to show off any real kind of issues with the the sculpt of the the buck. And mm. um, I think if you get picky, there there are a few. I, there's a couple of things here that I just want to talk about a bit without you know the benefit of seeing him naked. Uh, well, <laughs> if if you call it a benefit, um, the first is that his that that upper chest piece, which I feel like. Because um, I definitely don't remember this with Shazam, so I feel like this might be for him. Is that there's actually a uh, like his neck, you know, is a, and head is a separate piece, and then the chest piece, which obviously you know they've wanted the the really muscular chest, but there's actually like it's almost like he's got a, a cleavage mark on the um, you know his pecs that comes right up to the top of the neck of the. Um, the chest piece, and so it creates this really weird kind of line in it that I don't know. It just kind of doesn't. It's really visually distracting between the really pronounced line around between his uh, the chest piece and the neck, and then that as well. There's a lot happening in that place that should just be kind of seamless flesh. Mm. Um, so that that's kind of one thing that that draws my eye when it shouldn't. And then the other is that again, I think that they've tried to do some um, you know more muscular thighs, but when you look look kind of at the the thigh pieces, they're really angular, um, kind of at the at the front. And so it kind of looks like he's got um padding, you know, in in there like rather than just muscles because it, it's not kind of smooth enough. It's really quite angular. So, it's, so you know, when, it, it, when you first look at it, it's like, oh, cool, that's Superman. Um, if you're – when you're investigating it a little bit further, it's actually uh, – I don't know. It's a little bit clunky, I've got to say, in terms of the, um, the, the thigh pieces in particular are really angular um, and definitely don't look like natural muscle. So – yeah, it's it's a challenge even at the one six scale, isn't it? Really. So, yeah, you have to wonder what kind of. Well, I guess it's really engineering um, challenges they're up against getting this at that one twelve scale. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but having said that, I mean, like, it's not like um, sculpting muscles at this scale is a new thing, right? Like, mm, you know, I mean, mm. you know, it's it should actually. I don't. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Um, you know what's happened there, or if it's just that they haven't really looked at, you know, how that looks on the on the fabric 
side. Yeah, it's just yeah. you know, something that if I wasn't reviewing it and kind of looking at it in detail, I probably honestly would not even have noticed. Um, but now that I have, I can't unsee it. Um, <laughs> So, but look, I mean, he's got a really wide range of movement. Um, you know, he's got really decent articulation um, to be able to do flying poses, etc. The sculpting of the, like his boots, as an example, are really nicely sculpted. They've got some nice, you know, kind of ridges in them. Um, his uh, belt, his yellow belt is a sculpted piece that is holding obviously part of the gear together um he the s symbol on his chest is a sculpted uh piece that's raised we'll talk a bit more about that in a moment when we talk about accessories um and then costume wise um you know his cape is fabric uh the s symbol on the back of his cape is a decal and the uh his red shorts are kind of like a faux leather or vinyl type piece. And yeah, I guess it, the shorts do highlight, I guess, one of the other challenges with the fabric costume at this scale, um, which is that it is hard to keep it from you know, not kind of hanging a bit low. <laughs> you know, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, so <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it needs a little bit more support to, to be as kind of, figure hugging as it should because otherwise it kind of looks like he's um yeah you have to unfortunately do a little bit of uncomfortable super prodding um (laughs) to get it get it right otherwise it looks like he's you know got seven day pants on um the um so yeah but you know that that's that's the nature of the the beast And, and i do think that and we had this conversation maybe last week about just some of the challenges of showing co- comic accurate costumes at in fabric at the 12 inch scale. And you know, Oh, I was in the year in review and I was talking about some of the sideshow 12 inch stuff with Marvel and DC where it just hasn't kind of worked and the challenges there. I think this does get around it um, more readily simply because of the um, scale. And mm. so it's again, not super noticeable. It's just because I'm kind of looking at it. Um, so yeah, I, I, the the thighs are probably the biggest. Well, no, the chest is funky too, and you can see it even even in the photo that I've put up um, for for you to have a look at Ben. Because I haven't done my photos yet. You can actually see that obviously the really defined line um, between the neck and the chest piece, but then right at the top of the chest piece, just you know sitting above his uniform, you can see the beginning of that really pronounced ridge in his chest that is, you know, that that I mean I I don't have pectoral <laughs> pectoral muscles, so but I've seen you know enough of them on television to know that that's not how they work. Like mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I don't know if you can I don't know if you can see that or not, but yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah. It, it's just a bit funky, bit funky. Um, but look, I'm really happy with the articulation. Um, Sculpt-wise, what I haven't spoken about yet is uh, the head sculpts. We've got two. We have normal face, and then we have heat vision face. And the sculpting of these uh, are both great. Um, the you know, it's uh, obviously hard i think to kind of work out right what are the expressions going to be and so we've got just more of a neutral like determined but neutral face for the standard one but then the heat vision face is a more um 
you know, fierce, angryish looking face. Um, yeah. The and that I can't kind of see a scenario where I would choose to pose the Heat Vision face, but I think it's a really good looking one. Um, the uh, s- sculpt wise, um, the paint effect that's been used for the Heat Vision one. Um, I, I actually am happy that they haven't done trying to shoot beams out of his eyes because that, that to me just <laughs> yes. yeah it just doesn't work it looks weird um so you know what they've done is more trying to show the the heat radiating out of it and he it it does work if you if you didn't know what it was you would think oh that man is sunburnt but mm, the mm-hmm. but because you know what it's meant to be it does actually work but you know not my not my um cup of tea in terms of a display choice but then we get to one of the things that is a real selling point of the mezco stuff and this is all the rest of our accessories so besides the swap out head um we have a total of six hands so we've got interchangeable hands we've got the fists that he's packaged with we've got flying hands and grasping hands so good you know range of things there and then in terms of some of the extra gear, he comes with a couple of props that are not um, well, n- things necessarily that he'd be holding. But we've got the bottled City of Candor, which is really um, fun, you know, relatively nicely detailed for the scale. And then, you know, a, the obligatory piece of kryptonite, which, you know, why package Superman with that? Because basically what you've done is you've, you've killed him. It's <laughs> yeah, already by the time he gets to me, he's dead because he's been shipped in a box with kryptonite. Nice. So yeah. Um, and uh, then um, something which I, I cannot think that I've actually seen before, um, which is uh, a it's called a ricocheting bullet effect. And what it is is there are three little um, you know kind of they look like little splash um, you know effects, but the S symbol that is on his chest is magnetic and there are little magnets in the back of these. And so they just really easily stick onto the magnetic piece. And so you can do kind of the, you know, ricocheting bullets, ricocheting off his chest effect. And um, I think that's really novel. I can't think of that having been done before in figure form. Um, it's fun. It's yeah, very it, fun. It, yeah, yep. it's it's really fun, and so it and and it's actually something where if I, when I finally get around to doing my display, it's something that I think you know could actually be something that I would actually display the figure with because then it just creates a really dynamic um, pose. But then the other, it's it's got competition because the other really groovy packing are two. Uh, bendable chains that you can wrap around him to show him kind of breaking out of chains as well. So, um, yeah, th- this to me is one of the great things that Mezco um, is doing is that, you know, you've got these great figures and the, the cloth costumes, um, which, you know, overall are really nicely done. But then they just go all out on the accessories, and so you get so yep. many display options, etc., and it just makes it, you know, wild. Um the one I've had to really, really look and do a photo comparison for the regular face just to look at the eyes of mine to work out whether or not he's got googly eyes or not. But I don't think I don't think they are. I think he's looking he just kind of looks a little tiny bit like he's looking up. Um, but I don't think it's dramatically different from the um the I don't think I've got a weird one. I'm not even sure if they are <laughs> hand painted eyes or not, but um ooh, he might have a googly eye. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe he, maybe his right eye is 
a little, he's just got a kind of a bit of an astigmatism basically, um, mm-hmm. you know, which doesn't feel very super. Um, but yeah, again, would I notice that if I wasn't, Oh, well, maybe I would. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell everyone. It's very small. <laughs> uh. How's that for a precise review? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, 50, 50 on whether it's googly eye or not. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still really fun. And I'm really enjoying this line. I think that, um, you know, that they, obviously the kind of proof is in the pudding in terms of the next couple of years of this line and what we get um, character selection wise. Cause often, you know, they're at the point now where we've gotten a few uh, kind of, we, we've gotten, you know, your Batman, not, not to me, a great Batman, but we've had a couple of Batman, your Superman, your Flash, your Green Arrow, you know, a couple other char- DC characters, etc. Joker. Um, but then, you know, we're at the point now where either they're going to keep going or we circle back and then just get lots of variants of the same characters. Yeah. Um, so they certainly have shown um, the, uh, the intent to really universe build. Um, but yeah, time will tell. Um, I'm actually quite surprised that we haven't seen a, um, a comic Harley Quinn yet, as far as I can mm. tell. Mm. They've done, yeah, they have done or are doing a, a Suicide Squad one. Um, but, um, because that's usually a character that gets done fairly early. Um, but I don't, you know, on the, um, female side, we've only, seen movie figures at this point no comic figures so they've done done a movie wonder woman um movie harley quinn but we haven't had any comic um female characters and so that's something that we want to see soon to really be confident that there's a a huge life ahead for this line yeah am i correct in that you can't think of anything that different from what i'm saying no, no. I'm actually quite taken with this one. Um, I obviously don't have it in hand, so I, I, I'm not seeing the, you know, the, the the chest thing quite as obvious as you. But um, the more I sort of look at the pictures, I just I can't help but think the the folks at Mezco are true fans. Like oh, they're not just absolutely. they're not just people producing stuff. They you know they they've looked at this and. They understand the, you know, the passion that people have for these characters and, and for a long time, you know, every Superman cover had him breaking chains with his chest and so we've got the chains and including things like the bullet ricochets um, and obviously, the you know, the other accessories. I just, yeah, I just think they get it, you know, they're fans and they, they know what we want. Yep. Yeah, uh, look, uh, I think when you see things like, you know, the Bottled City of Kandor, um, the the ricochet bullets, etc. It's like they've really put some some thought into it, and so they absolutely they're fans, or they've um, no fans, yep. <laughs> and, li- yeah. and listen yeah. to them. Um, and this, you know, this is what you want because the, the most of these characters are only going to get you know one shot as a a comic version. Superman's probably got a couple in. There's already a Red Sun variant of this coming mm-hmm. um why do people love that so much i don't understand yeah uh, it's, i'm a bit lost on that too i mean it's an easy variant i understand but at the same time yeah that's like, no i mean look yeah. i get the i get the like you know i think as a in terms of a a story um like i really miss the dc elseworlds stuff mm-hmm. i think that that was really fun to kind of you know riff on but 
as collectibles and particularly like you know premium premium format figures and that sort of thing. It's like really do people really want that? Yeah, yeah. seven hundred bucks on a Russian Superman. Yeah, that's right. But I think, yeah, I think in terms of Elseworlds, there seems to be that that one story that that stands above all the others. And you know, for Batman, it's things like um, you know either you know Gotham by Gaslight or you know, and and for Superman, it's you know it's Red Sun. So why not Kingdom Come? Well, like, um, yeah, look, that'd be my yeah. My I mean, I, for sure, I would buy a Kingdom Come um, Superman in this line. Yeah, mm, for sure. Mm. Like I think so, yeah. Anyway. Um and, and for Batman, I think it's actually probably more Dark Knight. Like would be, well, would, Yeah, well definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but that and that gets its own kind of version of collectibles love. But even <laughs> even the Batman um Red Sun when you're like, really? Yes. What's, that, what's that Russian hat called that they have him in? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, guys. That is not actually cool. Come on. <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's really funny. So look, um I'm I've got the dolly in my hand while I'm summoning the dolly rating. <laughs> look, I think as far I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. I think as far as this line goes, the the these couple of sculpting issues, are, I think, really could have been done better. Um, and they, uh, this is a great piece. I would absolutely recommend if you like this line and the DC line, you've got to have this. I love this piece. I'm glad I've got it. Um, but I, you know, feel like for the magnitude of who this character is and the amount of time that they must have spent looking at this before they decided that this was it, that I'm really surprised that like the, these thighs in particular are actually, they're, they're, they're quite wonky. Um, mm-hmm. They're really like, you know, again, I have not spent a lot of time researching muscly men's thighs, <laughs> but, and, and I've never <laughs> felt them. Um, in the way that I'm feeling these thighs right now, but I'm pretty sure they don't feel like this. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. I just think that this, yeah. Mm, uh, uh, is that unfair? No. I, as far as the, as far as the, um, pieces in this line go, like, you know, the Joker, the green arrow, which I both think are just absolutely flawless. Um, this one's not quite there. So great piece. Really glad to have it, but he's an eight out of 10 dolly. Very good. Very good. Gosh, I really enjoy listening to you talk about them. It's it's a lot of fun. I haven't gone down this path yet. Uh, I've only uh, managed to pick up a couple, uh, and I'm you know quite keen to talk about uh, the Punisher. Hey, John, I'm I'm looking at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm having a, a lot of fun <laughs> living well, vicariously I, I, through you. Yeah, I've missed a couple along the way, um, and then you know sold one before I decided. No way, I am really going to do the DC stuff, and I'm really fortunate. Uh, that our Zing, our Australian you know, retailer, um, had a very big sale on, and they uh, I managed to kind of find one and recollect one that I um, had gotten rid of to kind of get my DC collection back up to complete without um, having to spend a lot of money. So, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got the, these two. So the next one out, I think he's shipping now, is Deathstroke. So we're really looking forward to oh, cool. 
Cool. That's one. But this is where we really need a, a proper Batman to go with him. Hello. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Although the Green Arrow, I mean, like, I'm quite happy to pose my Deathstroke with the Green Arrow because that Green Arrow is is really a fantastic piece. I love it. Yeah. 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 I think that they're the sort of characters where it really, really does work. So, um, yeah, I'll be quite keen to hear uh, all about Deathstroke. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Scotty. That was a lot of fun. We're going to have a bit of a break now, and then we're going to come back and wrap things up. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, Scotty, you have something pretty special. I do. So we've had some a lot of lovely messages in one form or another uh, about our 300th episode, and then we got some nice um Christmas messages as well. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, a special shout out to our friend Frankie French, um, who uh, said Happy New Year, guys. Here's to 52 more episodes. Thank you, Frankie, and all the best because um, we're thinking of you at the moment. Um, but we got a very special um, message from one of our um, uh, nearly original uh, co hosts, Andy. Um, who wasn't able to get a soundbite to us in time for episode 300, where we had some of the former hosts kind of chime in. Um, But he found us on Facebook and said, I'm a bit late, but as someone who was lucky enough to be involved in the early days of the podcast, I just want to say congratulations. I know how much effort Scott, Ben, and the others put into this on such a regular basis, and the quality continues to impress as time goes on. Here's to another 300 and keep up the good work. You guys are all awesome in my eyes. And then in the comments, he said, I bet you don't miss my dog barking every time we try to record. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> yes. Actually, my my um, my um biggest uh, blooper memory of Andy was the time we were recording, and then there was just like this phenomenal weather, like rainstorm. Or yes. Something, and yes. He was like, Did you guys hear that? Yeah, and that's I right because yeah yeah we were like what is he got interference or something what's that yeah, noise yeah. and he was yelling can you guys hear that it's pissing <laughs> down <laughs> it's like okay let's take a pause while we have some torrential rain on you know that's one right. end and <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's australia for you yeah absolutely. i was talking to my dad this morning um because he's you know in the u.s and he's like frozen in at the moment and oh, he was yeah. talking about how you know, he has just been in the house because it's just too, too, too cold to go outside. And I was like, meanwhile, we were on bushfire alert yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a very That's exciting funny. couple of hours last night where we were, like, we weren't in the prepared to evacuate zone, but we were right, we were in the um, 
prepare to prepare to evacuate zone. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking, no one else was here. Um, and so I'm like, I thought, I've, I can't get all these animals out of here. <laughs> How do I round up two cats, two dogs, two guinea pigs? Uh, that That's all fine. It's the bloody rabbit that I think might just have to die because um, he's just uncatchable by, by me anyway. <laughs> by the time you load all your premium format statues in the car, then the, uh, you know, no, then the, the animals, then the, uh, the kids' photos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The toys are insured and they're not on the evacuation list right now. Sorry, toys. Um, the, uh, but yeah, the um, this rabbit that my eldest bought is big, and mm. I've never owned a rabbit before, but they're powerful. They're yep. like, you know, their um, legs are freaking powerful. Yes, so when they get annoyed you know, had, and they kick, you know it. Oh my gosh, or or scared. Like, and so we had this um, uh super hot day yesterday and so we were like right we'll bring him in and just you know put him in the laundry and try and keep cool and uh i was left with the responsibility of doing that and i like i can pick him up um but you but he the moment that he gets uncomfortable i can't hold on to him Mm, mm. and then i like because he's he's so powerful and yeah so a bit scared of the rabbit everybody (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on that note (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, so um, in the break, I've been I've been re- looking at my Superman before, and I just want to make, make it clear, even though that's some critical points, I really do like him. Good. He's really very good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> very <Hey>. good. All <laughs> right, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> that's it for uh, this week's uh, you know collectors' tips and rabbit watch, and we'll catch <laughs> you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 